can I get you, friend? Hey, you might know us from this other podcast we did, the Double Jump Podcast, but somebody else had that name and it was a bad name, so now we're the... See, okay, first real question for you. Is it XP Bar or XP... or X, XP Bar? XP Bar or XP Bar? This is important. We need to we need to hammer this stuff home right now. Is it Best Buy or Best, best Buy? <laughs> Am I getting inline or online? Michael, okay. say the name of the podcast once for me. XP Bar. Okay, Christian, say the name. XP Bar. I feel like you guys said it different, but that's okay. We'll we'll. I guess that's that'll the be the beauty of the English language. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, the concept is this is a fictional bar where we're doing a podcast we don't know we're rolling with it it'll be fine yeah um i'll i'll edit in some fun stuff can we christian please like once an episode do like five minutes of f1 talk and call it sports bar please 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 yeah, sure. yes oh, cool. okay Ooh. <laughs> points score sports bar Tucker, we've uh, do, do, uh, we, we've got a new season. Did you see that yep. there race? What a season, what a season. I saw the race. I saw the race. I was glued to the television. I have to confess that I watched it you fell after asleep. the fact. Yeah. And I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> yeah. I was very tired. So it was an F1 race. Uh, well, I don't know, because I, I fell asleep around what when I... When I started watching it again did you you didn't actually fall part. asleep no i i did <laughs> oh no okay well Never mind. it's like it, it fell in the afternoon i was watching yeah. this in the afternoon and no no i, I know I, i'm tired in the afternoon and you hit those like lap 35 lulls where it's like well maybe something happening in 12th place and well it's just i was sitting i was in a comfortable spot and it's like <laughs> oh, i'm really tired the sun hitting your face through yeah leaves. so you like close your eyes mm. a little more and then yeah yeah, it's just a off little more, and then a little more, and then you doze off. <laughs> but when I woke back up and went back to where I was, it was what is probably my favorite part of the race, and that was <laughs> that 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 beautiful overtake. Yeah, when Max Verstappen passed Vettel, and it was like, oh yes, my boy Max, he's <laughs> this a. This is what I'm here for. Well, I mean, because well, it's like I. It, it's he, I, I, the Red Bull team has been my team since I started watching. Same. And to see that the Red Bulls have like a Contender. a racer who is an actual threat to the 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 two lead teams Ferrari and Mercedes is a it's a good. It's a feeling. beautiful thing. Yeah. But then Vettel was all like, "My car sucks. My car's not working right." Boo, boo, boo. So it's yeah, like... he's gonna say that anytime he's passed though. <laughs> yeah. He he can't own up to the fact that there are maybe better drivers on the track anymore nowadays. I guess headshots don't count anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, I, I have yes. talks about headshots down the road. Anyway, um, yeah, he's. I, I feel like that'll be the the recurring chorus anytime something goes wrong. Because I mean, Hamilton was pissing and moaning about that too when when he only got second. So yeah. Yeah, they all Something do. They all. I just liked Ricardo going into the grass right away and just his car disintegrated. It was like, whoop, he doesn't have a car anymore. It was sad. It's so sad because he's not what you want. Such a good driver. Yeah, not not that day though. And it was his home track. Yeah. There's like there. I've I've been reading things here. Well, I've been reading things here and there that is that are like. That that basically say that Ricardo in Australia has more of like a home field stress than stressor than any of the other yeah racers really that. do because it's not like it, it, it's like he's the only I think he's the only driver who really isn't from the Southern Hemisphere I think he's the only driver who isn't European yeah uh-huh. and uh, for him to be in Australia it's like we're taking this European thing here and we have our home team guy here. Yeah. Our home team guy was one of the better drivers these past few years. There's like they were saying he was doing he was doing media work that vastly outpaced any of the other guys. Yeah. Simply because of that. And it didn't work out. So too well. for him to <laughs> so for him to go out within the first to, ha- to have like that that crash within the first second and then yeah. eventually have to retire his car it was kind of it was a sad no. day for Mr. Smiles, I would say. It was. No, no drinking booze out of a shoe that day. 
No, no. sir. Just mm -hmm. booze out of a, a glass <laughs> like this one here. <laughs> clink, clink. noise. Yeah! <laughs> Crowd noise in the back. Okay. Well, that was our uh, that was our F1 minute, but we're actually a video game podcast. Suffice it to say, because of our fun name, huh? It's a yeah. it's like a play on words, you guys. You get it? Mm -hmm. I, I get it, cause it's like you know, in video games you have XP bars, and we're at a bar. Oh. Okay, okay, I get it now. I can be I can be the bartender. Well, hey there, stranger. Sit on is that what is that what bartenders sound like now? Dude? Sit on down at the bar. We got a couple regulars here. We got Michael and Christian. I'm gonna reveal their names to you, a stranger, because this is pre-internet, and nothing bad can come of it. Got some nice wares for you today, stranger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're gonna tell you about the video games they've been playing. How's that sound? And uh, I'll get you. Uh, Give me the name of a drink. Uh, Christian! A beer. I'll take one beer, please. <laughs> okay, here you go. Well, Michael, it's been so long since we talked. Um, we obviously can't go through every game we've played since mm -hmm. we podcasted last, but uh, give me, like, your greatest hits here of January, February, March. Yeah, so I guess... To take it from the top, I both purchased and finished the fir the, the Ace Combat Seven. Ooh. I we we finished Kingdom Hearts three fifty eight over two, and we had our our socket podcast for that one. So I don't need to talk about it really. <laughs> okay. Um, yep. Clean it from your mind. Never yeah. Happened. Yeah. Yep. Started recoded. Played like twenty minutes of it. I like it. Uh, we've, we, I think, mutually can all say we've started Final Fantasy thirteen, or maybe not. <laughs> yep. And that'll be a... That'll be a talk. Oh my gosh, it will be such a talk, okay? And then I've been playing some DBC Fighter, or Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and some, uh, I started, restarted Neo. Ooh. And I feel like the Neo talk maybe is more relevant to what you guys will talk about, but relevant in a sense that, hey, here's a Soulsborne in Japan. Yeah. And you guys are playing what sounds like the, the a bigger deal than that. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. But, uh, Christian, you also completed Ace Combat 7. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really heard you guys talk about it too much. Uh, can I get just, like, a general impression? As someone who's interested, but... Uh, not interested enough to actually go out and purchase it yet. Um, do you want me to take this, Christian? Go I feel like you'll be more critical of it, and it's but <laughs> you're the which, veteran of the franchise. Uh, it is an Ace Combat game. You have the melodramatic nonsense plot with people staring into 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 the endless void, talking about what war means and how war never changes. Cool. But how yeah. it should be people fighting it, not not robots. What? That's a, There's a lot uh, of drone. There's a lot of drone stuff. Okay. Um, okay. And it's, events seem a little more scripted this time around too. Okay. There's a lot more of like here's an indestructible enemy. You just have to shoot it a few times before the plot moves forward. Hmm. And they don't tell you when that happens. Yeah. You uh, you had brought that up. That seemed like it kind of stuck in your craw a little bit that moment i got over it <laughs> yeah okay um, that's fair but at the end of the day it's just it's another ace combat game they let you load a plane up with like more than 100 missiles you fly into a place where there's a bunch of targets to pick from and you just shoot rockets at things and it's like an arcade game you see the numbers go up on the side of the screen okay people are shouting random military things at you like fox 2 missile away or okay. we've got bogeys in front of us, what's their IFF transponder say? And it's like, oh, this is military gibberish. I like it. Um, there's like weird, I think they're kind of ridiculous, dirty dozen plot choices or like... Uh, uh, the, the, the plot is what it is, but at the end of the day, <laughs> okay. I thought it was a very fun... I, I had a lot of fun with it as like an arcade experience. Which is kind of what I want from these games, because there's you're not going into Ace Combat for realism, beside the maybe some visual realism here and there. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's real planes, right? Or like real For the planes. most part. They have like yeah. a few. They have like maybe one or two that aren't actually real aircraft, including the Wyvern, which is like this token ace combat oh, okay. uh, plane. That, but outside of that, it's mostly very like, like you're flying real planes with, with like you're flying, you know, your, your F-16s, your F-22s, your, your SU 37s you're pretty if if you're if you're like a, a, a one of the people that follow military things you'll see a lot of a lot of familiar aircraft sure and if you're playing if you've played ace combat for a while you'll also see a lot of the very familiar aircraft these are ones that are pretty much in every iteration of the game okay is there I guess you would be the person to ask, is there an outlet for that in games nowadays that isn't Ace Combat? Because I can't think of where... For, like... Flying planes around and shooting stuff? Like, for, I don't like, know. Top Gun stuff? Uh, I think Hawks tried being that. Yeah, but that was, like, ten years ago at this point. <laughs> That's weird to think about, but yes. Yeah. Um, there have like been, like, online games. Uh, oh, sure. Ace is High, Warbirds. That's a great name. Wow. Say that again. Yeah, isn't it a cool name? I like that name too. Game wasn't that great, but <laughs> great name. Uh, wow. But yeah, there there have been attempts, but I don't think anything really has like the. Who makes Ace Combat? Is it Bandai Namco or? Is... Oh, that sounds. What's the name behind it? I don't. The, it has it has like a studio backing it, and I don't think these other ones really have yeah. that kind of that umph behind it. I don't think anyone's really stepping into it. Yeah. I feel like it's a cult market and. Ace Combat has that cult market pretty secure. Sure. Outside of like hyper realistic flight sims that you get on oh, sure, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. that it's 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 in no way a realistic flight sim. So That's okay though. No, nah, it's okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play a real life flight sim. Yeah. Yeah. Get your hotas or whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Oh jeez. It would yeah. be so stressful because you're like <laughs> you'll go out, you'll play a game and then you'll fly back in and it's like, well, now the weather conditions are bad and you have to land <laughs> yeah. a plane still and adjust for this, leaking. this and this. And it's like, well, the fun part's done. Now I'm just trying to land a plane. <laughs> the fun part's done. <laughs> Let me leave. I guess Which is so. nice because this time around all of the landing, in Ace Combat, there were, at least in Ace Combat 6, which is the last one I played before this, you had to actually land the plane to reload and stuff like that. And this time oh, you just wow. fly to like the edge of the map and reload everything and fly back out they they streamlined it for like arcade stuff and i i enjoyed that it's more video game yeah well christian you have never played one before is that correct that's correct how i've played hawks one nice <laughs> i played that against michael once i think it yes for a brief moment <laughs> yeah that was weird uh how was ace combat for you I thought it was all right. It wasn't too bad. The story didn't do okay. much for me. I didn't like yeah. people saying lofty things while uh, random military drama was happening. There's a space needle. Is that what it's called, Michael? Yeah, no, the space elevator. Space elevator, that's right. Yeah. And it's the whole plot MacGuffin, like everything centers around the space elevator, and they're trying to protect it. Yeah. And I don't and think then... they're ever really clear as to why it's important. No, it's, I guess it's important because... Uh, economy, they can get stuff up there, and then they're like, oh, it's causing too many problems. Let's just get rid of it. Yeah. So that's the plot. That's that's kind of <laughs> okay. all that happens. There's this lady who gets captured. She's fixing up a plane. But yeah, it's just lots of lofty, overarching statements about life and existence <laughs> and about living life in the skies, yeah. and none of it really has any grounding in physical reality or in <laughs> the events that are actually occurring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it felt very superficial to me because of that. But the plane stuff, blowing stuff up, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, I liked how they varied up the gameplay in interesting ways, at least as interestingly as they could as a flight game. Because, I mean, you're looking at squares on your screen, and then you're pointing at them, and then you wait for the squares to turn red, go, and then you push the button and go bombs away. And yeah. if it misses, you chase them and do it a bunch more times. Okay. But... There's also these base missions, which are kind of cool, where there's, like, this huge base, and then you've got this uh, score goal, and basically what you do is you try and get that score by blowing up a bunch of stuff, and you get to kind of choose where on the map you want to go. I like that stuff, because okay. it's kind of it's choose-your-own-adventure type deal. Yeah, and you can, can I kinda... cut go in ahead. here, Christian? Because a lot, my experience with the other Ace Combats is, 
At least, okay, Ace Combat 6 was a lot of that. I where see. they point you, where you choose your objective and it's like, go help Alpha or Beta Force or Gamma Force. And it kind of, you can kind of pick your objective and then you go to this place and it's a target rich environment. And usually it'll be like, okay, if you go here, it's a lot of fighter jets. If you go here, you're doing a lot of ground attack stuff. Mm. And yeah, there wasn't as much of that this time around. But hmm. yeah, they sprinkled it in here. There, there was one mission where there was a harbor, I think it was. It was one of those where there's a few base locations and one of them was a harbor and you could like blow up the struts in the middle and watch the whole thing collapse. That was very cool. That was really like that. That's my favorite mission, but yeah, that's a huge plus. It's so fun. Uh, but yeah, I like how they handle clouds too, where there's very specific missions where clouds are a thing and, um, like there's anti-air networks everywhere in one mission, for example, and then you have to kind of stay in the clouds with significantly reduced visibility and also being low to the ground in order to stay mm-hmm. out of their line of sight. That's very effective. Okay. Or a mission where you got a bunch of fighters coming on you and so you got to go through the clouds, which disrupts Ooh. the heat tracking on the missiles. Very good stuff there, but it also kind of, it, it disorients you going through the clouds. It's just like clouds everywhere you can't see anything okay so i like that a lot also the targeting computer they do a fun little thing with that where the the network's down and so you have to get close to a target before you can identify it as friendly or enemy and you can shoot before but if it's a friendly that's bad no good they scold you they do the finger wag okay and the final mission's awesome i like the silly little trench run thing that they got going on awesome like that a lot um but i think it's fine i mean it's it's good it's on the better end of flight games i've played okay. but it's a flight game still it, it yeah. does certain things for me as far as progression is concerned there's an interesting like skill tree type system where you get points and then you unlock nodes on this tree that you can't go back but the nodes unlock like planes or new missiles for you to attach onto your planes and that's not bad, but you kind of have to spec into things yourself, and it's kind of impossible to telegraph what mission's going to come next. So you're not you you don't know whether or not you want something that's good for um, air to ground or something that's air to air. Despite the fact that they do tell you kind of what's going to go on in the mission, but they always throw you know a curveball or two your way that you're not going to be prepared for. Hmm. That sounds alright, but it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like you're when you go to a tree on that node. It's not like you're committed. You're committed to that, but it's not like you can't go back and just buy another node to the other yes. part of the tree and eventually huh. unlock the whole thing. And that, I mean, that accounts for both offline and online. It's all the same tree, so the unlocks in one carry over to the other, and you can just kind of keep building up that that credit score and just unlock everything. Hmm. So it's like a sphere grid type. I'm trying to visualize what you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Like a tech tree. Okay. Uh, Michael, you need to fly out of here someday and play Steel Battalion because I feel like mm. that game would blow your mind. Is that the one with the robots? That's the one with the giant controller with the two yes. joysticks and everything. Did you? Uh, you ended up getting that controller at one point, didn't you? It's in my basement. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's got the the best thing in any video game. <clears throat> is the ejector button and you have to eject if you're dying or else it wipes your save but the <laughs> ejector has the little the cover so you don't actually mm-hmm. so you have to actually flip it up and then press it oh my god <laughs> amazing do you that's guys gotta, think <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm just that that's that seems absurd to me in a way i appreciate anyway I like it. um do you think at some point this series will be like that's an open world and you can fly anywhere and then there's just like parts where you do stuff type of thing or is it just this mission based thing oh i hope not no you don't want it because it'd be so much flying for 20 minutes and nothing happens well there would be be like like, there'd be bogeys on the way i mean i don't you see i don't understand how they could be able to set it up (laughs) where you never land or yeah, yeah, you'd have to like odd. keep an eye on fuel gauges or stuff like that. Or you just jack realism to the curve. I mean, they already have mostly done that. But there's uh, still this like yeah. military, this grounded militarism to it where you have this wartime setting and really the only time you'd ever be asked to sortie a plane in that setting is like for set missions. Right. So right. add in its curtain structure, no. Maybe if they did like a a flying pirates kind of thing. Ooh. Sold. Which, I yeah, I'd be all over that. Isn't that the? But isn't that Crimson Skies anyway? 
yeah but that's like uh 30s like indiana jones flying pirates type of thing that's true biff pow flying this would be like flying pirates but with stealth fighters yeah well i'm into that yeah i'd be there for it okay multiplayer you mess around with that at all i have shooting people yeah it's it's hard yeah people are better than you at it and it's a lot of (laughs) flying in circles to dodge missiles so the few times you do get a kill it's like it's a good feeling but then at the same time you have to keep flying around in circles because you're not going to have a chance to really savor that because otherwise the other guy's going to be flying in a circle and he'll get behind you and gun you down Mm -hmm. like it's it's, Mm. yeah i mean Mm. it's like it's it's like any other any other arcade fighter game like that yeah it's about the same it's it's pretty on par with those okay but I mean, it's just kind of weird because they'll have people jumping into that, and they'll have the starter plane. Yeah. They'll have people who have played through the campaign and they're throwing <laughs> yeah. like the advanced oh Gold super plane. fighters at you. Yeah. The hmm. ones with the little anime girl stickers. Ooh, no, okay. it's not a thing yeah. yet. What? That oh. was that was a, that was Ace Combat Six. You could get anime girls in your plane, but. Okay. Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Buying okay. that DLC on launch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of anime girls, uh, oh, baby. this Neo game. So it this it, my background with Soulsborne games is pretty limited. I tried uh, Bloodborne at one point. I liked it a lot, but I got I, I was brickwalled essentially by the uh, <laughs> yeah. this, like the second boss. He's hard, yeah. you know. It, you get into that grind where it's like, okay, I'll try again and I'll try again. And then this was during college, and life just kind of got in the way. Yeah. So I never really went back to it, even though I did enjoy it. Yeah. So in light of Sekiro being a thing, I wanted to go back and try playing Neo first because it sounds like Sekiro is a better game. I but, would say. But Neo, I, I wanted to enjoy Neo without having that extra weight of, you know, this is okay, but oh my gosh, yeah, this other one by the people who actually made who made the first Dark Souls games and stuff like that is better. Right. So it's. I like it. It's, yeah. I'm just starting it. I'm very bad at it. It's okay. A lot of dying is happening. <laughs> it's a lot okay. of, and a lot of it's really frustrated, cause, frustrating because it's a lot of little mistakes where it's like, oh, crap, I forgot about the guy with the, the giant axe hiding in the background there, and now I have to go re, restart right. everything and fight giant axe man again. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's what I imagine maybe a Dark Souls game is like. Absolutely. In a way. Yes. Um, I like... The setting, I, I I like the like the setting being like feudal Japan, and yeah. Being like this intrigue behind it, I guess. Even though that really hasn't been made that clear to me yet. That's uh, um, that's interesting because Sakiro is uh is ostensibly in set in that same era or not? Is Sakiro taking place before Neo would? It's uh, like a, what's do they give you like a year? I think it's the 16th century, possibly something like that. So it'd be about the same because Neo is 1600 exactly. Oh, like okay. It's, it gives you the little time slot, like you arrive in Japan 1600. But you're like a white dude, right? Yeah, that's what I think is a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, that you're this European guy who's showing up in Japan. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the last it's the last samurai again. Okay. Uh, you're the yeah the the white oh, savior to Japan. Oh, you start out in like you're in the Tower it, of London. Yeah, th- I was so put yeah. off by that because I thought like, it was a what? weird choice. And then like yeah. you steal armor and you dress up like a beef eater. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot it's all so about that. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird way to start that game. Yeah, I I don't know how that's gonna play out. I I think it's interesting that it like you as the foreigner. It it kind of sets it up to where you're you're experiencing this all as an outsider, which maybe gives it an interesting perspective, especially since it's probably going to be a lot of Westerners playing it and yeah. looking at it as an outsider. But yeah. at the same time, it seems like a really weird choice. Yeah. Yeah, I I was put off by it. I I can understand that. Yeah. No, not, I, uh, it's not why I stopped playing or anything. It's just, it was right. kind of, yeah. Can I ask why you stopped playing? Um, I got to the Bat Lady and I couldn't beat her. I don't know. It was I don't I don't think it was one of those situations where it like put me off or anything. I think it's just something else came up or something and I just Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I stopped playing because God of War came out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, how? Wh- what part are you to, Michael? What uh, what environment? I'm still. I'm going through this. I'm still just going through like your initial arrival. There's a burning village and a foreign ship oh, offshore okay. that's on fire. Yeah. And yeah. These giant monsters are popping up somewhere, and I, I think the setting's kind of. I, I I like the idea of there being like this real world side to it where these these uh bandits are raiding a village but then there's this other thing where there are these the undead game. guys popping around i think it's kind of uh, the the ai are kind of dumb but yeah you kind of yeah. need it though right you need like because you got to game the system at some point so you can actually <laughs> yeah and that's yeah it's <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of like trial and error stuff which i as i understand is pretty much the Soulsborne yeah formula to some mm-hmm. extent they don't really punish dying that much other than taking away your XP. Yeah. And you can just find that again anyway. And it's not like between dying and coming back to life that there's a lot of, there's like a, a real large gap between when you'd expend that XP. So it's not like yeah. a death really costs you too much. Uh, I ended up fighting a bunch of the, like the revenants thinking that they were uh, plot important, but no, they're just other characters. Other oh, yeah, 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 died. yeah. Yeah, that game's crazy because it's so much Dark Souls. <laughs> it's just like... is that is that's basically the Dark Souls thing, or yeah, yes, its loot is more like Diablo, so there's a lot more randomized loot. Yeah, okay, um, it's not, and it's not made by anyone really associated with the original Dark Souls, right? It's not like from, it's not from, but it's not like people from from are coming in and. That's a good question. It. Is that is there like any kind of DNA in that regard? I I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. So they're just. Straight up aping Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't hold that against them. I think it's a cool <laughs> it's weird now because it's been kind of usurped by the master, but <laughs> when it came out it was yeah. like this is a cool environment to set this gameplay in, I thought. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think that and that's still I don't think that's been lost on me at least. Yeah. Because now, I mean, I initially started it because I didn't want to play, like, I didn't want to play the better of the two before I went back to it. I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to have Sekiro spoil Neo, but I do enjoy the setting in Neo enough that I don't think it's really... Ha- this this idea of there being another feudal Japan Soulsborne mm-hmm. isn't really yeah. stepping on me enjoying Neo's setting. Right. The developers of Neo are Team Ninja, who did uh-huh. Dead or Alive... And they did the like Xbox PS3 Ninja Gaiden games. Yeah. So there's some lineage there. I feel like uh, Demon Souls and the original Dark Souls were pretty heavily inspired by those really tough Xbox Ninja Gaiden games. Yeah. Okay. That's so there I, are threads. What's the one that is not Team Ninja that I always get Team Ninja screwed up with? Uh, oh, I don't know. Who did uh Who did Sin Sinuwa's Sacrifice something something? What? Mm. I know who you're talking Ninja about. Ninja Team, maybe, or something like that. Am I losing my mind? I f- swear there are two game developers, and they both are just Team Ninja. Ninja or... Theory. Ninja Theory, That's okay. It. Yeah, I, I always get those completely messed up. But, huh. Video games just love ninjas. I love yes, ninjas. Yes. Me love ninja, Michael. <laughs> uh, Tucker gonna be Hokage. <laughs> no. I'm doing my transition jutsu, and shall we talk about our favorite Neo-like? Um, Sekiro! Shadows Die Twice. Which is a game that came out. Luke, leave the dartboard alone. Okay, sorry. Um, because we're in a bar, I'm trying to set the scene. You guys, come on. That's right. Yeah, Luke, yeah. He, Luke always he always gets so drunk and tries to hug the dartboard when people I know. are playing. so weird and. Oh, he's always putting holes in the wall next to the dartboard with those stupid darts. I should just get plastic darts, but I don't want them. I'm not gonna do it, and you can't make me. You know what's crazy about these two games is I feel like Neo is the darker of the two. It seems like, mm. like the more really? self-serious one, in a weird way. Hmm. That's weird because my image of Sekiro right now is you guys talking about giving people cancer. Yeah, so. that's wild. But just like it has the kind of that from thing where you just stumble into an absurd situation and there's kind of a humor <laughs> in it in a way and then you die because you're not ready for it, but then mm-hmm. you can come back. 
like uh, okay. chickens, say, <laughs> or yes. zombies and such. Uh, Christian, what are you thinking of this game, man? I think it's very good. I think okay. it's very good. Uh, I think it's a step aside from the Dark Souls formula. I wouldn't call this a Souls-like because your options are significantly uh, less fleshed out than they are in something like Dark Souls. This isn't an action RPG per se because you don't have stats to spec into. You don't have a class to pick. You don't have a character to customize. You've got Sekiro and you've got the sword and you've got a prosthetic arm and you kill the stuff. Yeah. And Hell it's yeah. very simple and paired back, especially when compared to something like Neo, where there's this stat sheet that's always staring you in the face whenever you open your inventory. <laughs> yeah. It's very paralyzing. It's intimidating. I keep thinking I'm using my XP wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Sekiro, you don't have to worry. You just got to worry about timing your blocks right and getting the sword slashes in at the opportune moment. Oh, it feels so good. It does. Combat is fantastic. Just, I mean, slashing stuff. Yeah. I could do that all day. Yeah. I could do that all day. Having a wolf jump up at me and blocking at just the right time, <laughs> yeah. and then the way the camera pulls back and gets ready for that final death blow and just slash that sucker right down the mouth, <laughs> yeah. feels so good. And the blood sprays out in the sound design. Also, that that fantastic, perfect parry sound. Yep. I, I swear it's like the same as it is in Dark Souls, where it's like, yep, and then go. You get that nice flash. It's like, oh, yeah. I did it good right. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, hmm. so you Hello. know in Neo how people have health? Yes. And you're trying to kind of get that health down there? Yeah. You can do that in this game, but what you're really trying to do is just knock them off their, their balance a little bit so you can get up there and just put them right up in their chin. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yeah. It's weird. It takes a little bit of getting used to. I'm it does. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a and new system. It's different in a way that I think, actually, if you haven't played a Dark Souls before, you wouldn't have those preconceived notions, and so this combat would actually be easier for you to get into yeah. had you not played a Souls game. Yeah. So it's more, like, intuitive, or...? It's just it's more... different. It's, like, rhythmic. It's, like, uh... Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you would describe it. Like, the stamina bar is gone, so you have to just get rid of all of that part of your brain that was dedicated to stamina management I can't. when you're playing a Souls game. I can't. I'm trying so It's hard. weird, yeah, because you can just, like, hold the block button down. It's fine. No stamina drains. You can roll as much as you want. Yep. That's fine. I can't wow. I can't that's get that lesson out of my head. That's <laughs> hard because I feel like so much of my time in Neo has been stamina management. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I still, I'm like, I can't run because then I'm not ready for fight, the fight. And it's like, no, yeah. brain. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it was funny. I, I was on the skill tree, and I unlocked a skill that led me, what was it? It was like slide while sprinting. And then it, I was like, wait, oh, I guess there is a sprint, huh? Because I thought <laughs> yeah. just like the regular walk was like my run. That's pretty and crisp. so I turned on the sprint, and I'm like, holy Jesus, game's fast. Because <laughs> it was already fast to begin with. Like yeah. There's a lot of a lot of quick movement and a lot of verticality. You can jump on everything, yeah. which is insane. Like you get to an area... That usually you're like it's clearly telegraphing you to go down this path in between like these two structures, and then like you realize, wait a second, I can just jump on top of the structure, <laughs> yep. and that's totally fine. There's no invisible wall there. You just no. jump on there and go running. It's yep. great. Yep. And did you mention the grappling hook? Because that that's no. great. That works yes. how you would want Feels it. Feels very good. Yeah. You can use it in combat, which is cool. And can you use it in doing ninja parkour? Yes, you can. Uh, you can jump, grapple something, and then halfway grapple something else, and you can just kind of like Spider-Man your way around these levels, and it's crazy. But it's I <laughs> like those words. It's uh, my... it's points though. It's not. It's not just yes. like grapple wherever you want. It's like Batman-ish. Oh, okay. But more limited, even. Because my image yes. was like, uh, not Apex, a uh, Titanfall. Yeah. With the grapple uh, hook there where it kind of just opens up the map and you do whatever. You can grapple literally anywhere. And... But this this has that same appeal, I think, where movement it just feels good and it's just mm. fun to move from place to place. It's awesome. That's good. Yeah. And that... Yeah. That... that I don't know. That sounds really appealing. Because even with, like, the, the couple hours of Neo I've been putzing around with, 
it does feel like it, it feels so blocky like movement is so limited it, you're playing defensively the entire time and this sounds more yeah. offensive which is maybe what you'd want out of a ninja game yeah well because the thing is you know if you had told me you know this is like dark souls but we put stealth mechanics in it i'd be like nope not gonna play that game but it's actually it's actually good i i think i don't know christian how's the stealth working for you yeah i like it mostly because it's how every video game now handles stealth where it's (laughs) largely completely optional and you basically use it to get a little head start you know get a little edge before the actual real fight starts yeah pick some guys off around the edges yeah yeah but good stuff it doesn't feel like defensive stealth, really. It feels like Batman stealth, where you're using stealth to destroy people. Hmm. Yes. So I like that a lot. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, it, which all kind of comes together in this weird thing where you can just kind of run away from people and then they forget about you. And I feel like that's not something you could do really in the games, and it feels weird to me. It's like one of the weirder or less positive things I've kind of experienced with it, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the AI really shows its kinks, kind of, because you'll get spotted by someone, and then you'll be like, okay, I just want to run away and yeah. get away from them. And you can kind of just grapple up somewhere and stay there for a little bit, and yeah. uh, they'll. They, it depends. Uh, if you break their line of sight, then they'll go away, but usually they're still right on you, and even if you, like, jump like to the other side of a wall, so there's no way they can know where you are. You can still see the indicator like following you yeah. through the wall, yeah. which is very strange and doesn't seem right. Yeah, <laughs> but you can just go far enough away, and then they just kind of forget about you and then go back, which is great for those stealth kills, man. Yeah, yeah, and you can kind of exploit it because of that. But they're smart. They're yeah. smart. So you see, I was fighting this tough mini boss, and okay. I was like, okay, this guy sucks. Because there's like five dudes around him, yep. and I'm I can't I can't do I can't deal. So I kill the five other dudes, and yep. then I get out of there, and then I come back, do a stealth finisher on him, and because he's a mini boss, it only does half of his health. It only gets right. rid of half of his health by doing the stealth finisher. One, so I run away, and then he starts heading back again. So then I come back in to you know finish him off, just cheese his AI for an easy mini boss kill. But nope, his health filled right back up. They were smart. Oh, not to let you do that. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Whatever. I mean, no, I mean, it yeah. was smart of them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> there That's was some reason why I should have been able to cheese it that way. Yeah. Smart. Michael. Hello. Are you okay with me maybe talking about like the first two hours in some sort of detail? Yeah, go ahead. I okay. mean, I'm not, I'm not picky about spoilers. So. Okay. Um, I was really surprised. I guess I kind of pictured this as like a lone wolf and cub type of thing where you got this little person with you and that's kind of how they started. And then I was like, nope, that's not what this game is. And I, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but the dragon rod thing, I feel mm-hmm. like I don't understand it, man. Can you, <laughs> from executive in a boardroom, Christian, <laughs> I love making you <laughs> into executives who have to explain game systems I yeah. don't understand. Can you explain why they would punish you? Why, okay, why they would introduce a system where you can come back to life immediately and also build out that system where you can, like, upgrade it and make it better and then punish you in this really weird way that also punishes you in, like, a systems way by making your resurrections or your coming back to life through non-resurrections less good. It's like the super convoluted thing that also has lore behind it, and I don't understand why any of it is in this game. Hmm. Uh, it makes more sense you... to me than the humanity system. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, I was just going to ask if you can actually explain what this system is. Well, sure. you're a samurai, right? Right. You're going through and you're going through, oh, something killed you. Right. You can either die or you can resurrect on the spot with like half your health, I think. It like fills up okay. your health bar. But if you do that enough times, you start getting this rot item. And what that does is it makes NPCs in the world get sick with this thing called dragon rot. So the more you resurrect, the sicker people get in the world? So, wait, is it a choice between, like, resurrecting at a checkpoint and then resurrecting right there? Yeah. 
Okay. And, and, and is it resurrection? Is does it work kind of the way the shrines do in Neo? Um, I if I'm remembering right, the shrines are basically campfires. Or yeah, it's basically camp. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that's those are like statues. So you do find the little statues. So you're choosing either to go back to the statue and everybody comes back to life, or you just pop it right on the spot, you're back in it, and then you can actually fill that back up again um, through combat, so you could potentially resurrect multiple times before you get sent back to the the statue. Okay. But it's bad. You don't want to do it, <laughs> but I don't understand why they would have it then. Like... Because <laughs> if you don't care about the lore, you don't care about the NPCs, then there's like no penalty to it. Except for it's... this weird systemic thing that doesn't make any sense to begin with, where it's like Buddha is shining upon you and maybe you don't lose all your money if you die. And that happens less as people get sicker. But that, it's like this super, it feels like two things were grafted together that don't fit at all. And I don't understand why either of them are there to begin with. So it's like... So it's like a morality system? Uh... It's like world tendency. I don't know. It also impacts you in the sense that as people get the dragon rot, it's NPCs, and they're usually quest-sensitive NPCs. So usually they'll be ones that you have to talk to for a quest, but if you do find them and talk to them, they'll be coughing too much, and they won't be able to give you the quest. Well, screw that. And you won't be able to complete it. <laughs> that sucks. Because people you haven't even met yet can get sick. So yes. it's like, what? But, and then spoilers I guess but maybe there's like a way to cure it at some point but if there is why is it in the game to begin with cause it it irks me I guess I don't know <laughs> cause it, dying in these games is punishing you don't have to punish the player further I would rather they just didn't have the stupid resurrection system to be honest like if I die that's fine I'm dead I'll start over and do better next time I don't know I actually don't think it's the on-the-spot resurrections that cause the dragon rot to happen, despite the tutorial message seeming to allude to that. Oh I think God. it's actually flat-out dying going back to the statue what? that causes it. Because I've, like, you know, lit, survived on, like, uh, on-the-spot revive a couple times yeah. and have played for that, like, for five hours straight, no dragon rot, and then I die and then come back, like, three times, and then I get the dragon rot. Ugh. <sighs> I so don't. I think that's what causes it. <laughs> but it makes more sense to me than the humanity system in Dark Souls where you get these items called humanity and then you pop them yeah. and then you restore your humanity. It's not right. clear what exactly that does, but that modifies some kind of stats behind the scenes and it allows you to get invaded by other players online or something. It allows <laughs> yeah. you to invade other players online or something. And then yeah. the, you can get more humanity and that's what the number in the upper right-hand corner is and it's always right. staring you in the face like it's important, but yeah. it's never exactly clear what exactly it is. Yeah. And then you get more and more and more, but when you die, it goes back down to zero and then you're hollow again what does that do exactly i guess i can't summon people into yeah. my world do i have to be do i have to have humanity does more equal better can i do better stuff if i have more humanity <laughs> i don't know i don't know but with this but, dragon rot yeah. you die you come yeah. back an npc gets sick see i oh i i guess it's like a philosophical thing but for me humanity is totally fine because it's something you yourself pop and then you're human and then you lose that if you die. Whereas this is like this gradual thing I don't understand that's just... It always punishes you. There's no, you know, there's no, like, benefit. Because you're going to die. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's working against you the whole time. Whereas humanity had some positive effect. Even if it was just my character looks like a person instead of bacon or whatever. <laughs> and that was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, they don't explain humanity either. Uh, but it seems like they're lying about this or something. I don't know. I don't like this game. I feel like kind of washes away a lot of like the Dark Souls. Like everything is ambiguous and is designed to be not fun. Like I feel like this game is pretty easy to pick up and understand if you just kind of mess with it. Yeah. Because like Michael, what you were saying, I I was that the whole time I was playing every Dark Souls game is like I'm putting my XP in the wrong things. I'm screwing my character up. It feels bad. I don't want to be doing this. You don't have to worry about that in this game. And it feels great. Okay. I love it. Cause <laughs> I, I don't I don't like looking at like stat sheets and stuff. Or I don't like the idea that I'm doing something wrong. And I if I went online and gamified this and just broke this down into numbers, I would be doing better. I don't like that very much. I just want to <laughs> experience the game. So I like this a lot better. But this drag around thing, I hate it. So... <laughs> 
There's still progression to Sekiro, though, where if you kill a big boss, you get an item that increases your attack power, yeah. or you get five of these rosary beads, and then you increase your health and posture meters. Yeah. So there's still kind of this pr- optional progression that you can you know, delve into throughout the course of the game, and you cannot take part in that if you want a challenge run or something. Oh, sure. I never even thought about that, but yeah. Okay. So there's still a good sense of progression while you're going through, and you can go back to those low-level areas and then just instantly stab everything. That's really yeah. And you can, like, put new arms on your arm, Mega Man style. Get yeah. Freaking flamethrower. Get axe, flamethrower, yeah. firecrackers. Go nuts. Sure. A spear that's like scorpions. Get over here. <laughs> Get over here, he says. And that's cool. Yeah. Uh, And I just like the set pieces. I just like the, like that, that fight at the very beginning in the field at night with all the yeah oh my god that's awesome fantastic yeah and just Mwah. the thing in the canyon that i won't really spoil because i was glad it was not spoiled for me yeah but that was awesome yeah just there's uh, boss fights where you're like man this is cool yeah and there's like there's like a time travel thing happening sort of sort of kind of it seems yeah. like <laughs> this game still has Frum's fingerprints all over it in yeah. the story department because you've got lots of short, vague dialogue. I mean, there's there's specific stuff that's easy, easily digested. Yeah. You can be like, okay, I understand this, I understand this, and then there's like complete swaths of sections where you don't like really have any idea right. where you're going, why you're doing it, what's going on, but then eventually it comes back to that singular narrative through line that actually makes sense yeah without delving into item descriptions and studying various locales and finding secret bosses in weird places um speaking of which this we don't have to go in depth or anything but do you miss the because this story i feel like is more straightforward than what has been in the past or do you miss like the mystery of like a dark souls mm-hmm. or a bloodborne Oh, that's a good question. I guess so. I mean, like in a Dark Souls or Bloodborne, they could just go crazy with whatever next location they would bring you to. Right. And they kind of do that here to okay. an extent. Okay. Uh, there's there's some surprises, some fun spots. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't feel like as out there as something like Dark Souls where you go to like the weird, huge lake, the underground lake, and there's this huge giant serpent thing yeah. there that made me feel very uncomfortable. Right. Or like this huge crystal location that's really cool and this huge dragon in there, that's rad. Yeah. Like the canyon set piece that you're describing is kind of them peeking into that a little bit. Okay. Is like the way that they can in this setting surprise you a little bit. But I feel like they are limited to some extent with what they they can and can't do. But this is still, they they run fast and loose with like mythicality and, you know, mysticism and stuff like that. So they're still able to tap into that a bit. Okay. Uh, but even like, even like, say, horseback boss, like that boss is awesome. I don't miss that he's not like, you know, a yeah. big demon or something. It's it's okay that he's just a dude. Totally. Uh, yeah, I like that part of it a lot. Uh, yeah, I I I, I guess I just kind of was missing, like in Bloodborne. Even uh, though it yeah. was sort of this more realistic environment, it t- to some degree they still just went completely wild with it. Where yeah, not not even just in terms of where you went, but just like there, it felt like there were layers of this world, and there were layers you couldn't even understand if you looked at them, and you kind of peeked into it a couple times. This this uh, Sekiro, it feels like you know you're just kind of romping through mythological ancient Japan. And that's cool, but I don't I don't expect it to hit that bloodborne level of thing. It, they don't set it up to at all. It feels like, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I wouldn't miss it too much, I guess, because it's sick. Yeah, gameplay's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go play right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Did you beat it? No. Ah, oh, last boss. I'm still on that last boss. Wow. It's frustrating. Hmm. <laughs> Frustrating. That's awesome that you're at the last boss, though. <laughs> yeah. Does it feel like there was a lot you missed? Like, are, are there optional areas you're going to go 
No, I mean, I got the trophy for visiting every area in the game. So oh, nice. Okay. I've seen kind of in large the swaths gist. most of everything there is to see. Okay. And it feels shorter than your typical Souls game. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's just me getting used to things quicker and snowballing faster. Yeah. Like, there were large sections where I felt like my character had enough, like, attack upgrades that I didn't really have to worry so much about the normal mobs. Okay. But that... As I got further there, like, I was just didn't want to deal with the normal mobs because they were just ridiculous, very difficult. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, but great bosses along the way. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not a whole lot of them. I mean, it's really good stuff, what they got there. Yeah. Some good stuff, but not a whole lot of them. They Multiple don't... endings. Yeah, there's a dialogue option that can give you one uh... ending or another one that gives you the actual real ending and lets you see a whole nother level if you pick the right dialogue option so be careful okay because it's not really clear Ray. that's okay i don't like when they do that uh it's kind of off-putting but yeah yeah that's typical from software for you they love doing that crap god in bloodborne it was like you had to have the blood of something and then you had to like there was like this whole chain of things you had to do and i was like screw this you see, that makes it feel like you're playing the game wrong. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. That's just, anyway. Yeah. It's that thing I keep talking about. It's like the Big Brother thing. It's like, well, I know how to get the secret. It's like, great. <laughs> but not everybody's the Big Brother. Some people are the Little Brother, and they want to play the game too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would give it my recommendation, Christian. It sounds like you would definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Easily. Um. Yeah, I, I just feel like I'm having so much fun, like more fun than I've had with any of these games so far. Not not that I enjoy it maybe more. I enjoy it quite a bit, but uh, the fun factor is definitely there. Yeah. And I like it. Um, okay. We're about at our hour mark. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I got to start flipping the, the chairs over, you guys. You know, start... I'm I'm... I'm wiping down the bar. Do they do that the whole time, though? I don't know. <laughs> Guys, I don't know how bars work. Closing time's playing out in the background. Closing yeah. time. <laughs> time to open up the door. Uh, it was really nice talking video games with you guys again. Sorry if I kind of rushed us through some stuff, but... Uh, it's all good. We'll return in two weeks, probably, with episode one of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> XP bar. Our... Uh, <laughs> the podcast you just listened to. Expert bar. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 is very good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lightning round. You guys have played a lot of games. Just start hitting me. Just hit me. Apex Legends is fun. I enjoy it. I like playing with you. Yeah. I would not have as much fun if it wasn't for the fact I've only played exclusively with friends. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> Definitely. Octopath Traveler is all right. Okay. Okay. That game looked pretty. Ape Out is good. Oh, yeah. Ape Out. I got to play that. That looks awesome. Side note for Ace Combat. If there's a cinematography award, I think it might deserve it in the cutscene sometimes. Ooh, okay. Okay. Interesting. There were a lot of shots that I thought were like, ooh, hello. Wargroove is pretty good. (laughs) Okay. I thought Hitman was amazing. I thought it was super good. Hitman Season 1? Yeah. Nice. Dragon Ball Z is still fun, (laughs) but my God, the the, the story mode is garbage. Okay. I, I'm very dis. Uh, it's it. Novelty's worn off. Yeah, I I figured you might hit that point because I definitely heard bad things about where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Repetitive. Resident Evil Two remake is fantastic. So I hear. Mm-mm-mm. Far Cry New Dawn is all right. Okay. <laughs> Kristen could just go for, for the next week. <laughs> uh, Link's Awakening. Mmm. Mm. Have you gotten to the whale yet? I, That's Link's Awakening, right? Yeah, I beat it. I beat that game. I don't think that game too good, but <laughs> we'll talk about it. The boys down at the club aren't going to be happy to hear that one. Woo, boo! Uh-oh. It's got a chain chomp. It does have a chain chomp. It's got Goombas. It's got Bowser. <laughs> it's got the frog guy from Mario 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Little wart. You know, Mario Two is also a dream. 
<gasps> Whoa. Mario 3 is a stage play. Whoa. Mario World is fun. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, we, we can take one more from each. Um, I I think I've exhausted mine. I mean, okay. been kind of I guess Final Fantasy thirteen is I think the word you used embarrassing at one point. It can be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there there sure are some some of that going on. Yeah. Did you get to the part? Oh, I won't even say. <laughs> no, you don't need to say anything. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I like Saz. Yeah. I like his his. His straight man in the in the buddy comedy role. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> but uh, oh my god, I it's uh, it bounces off me, man. It just bounces right off me. I don't even care. I don't know how. I don't even care because I just like it so much. I don't know why I'm broken. I'm broken. Michael. I... This is why people drink. Oh. <laughs> Kristen, you probably have a grab bag. Hit me. Grab one at random. Uh, getting the platinum trophy in Kingdom Hearts three for platinum number one hundred was a lot of fun. Nice. Easy. Yeah. Hmm. Are you gonna go back for critical? Uh, yeah. I'm excited to try it out. It's yeah. apparently imminent. Ooh. Uh, I don't play video games, so pass. Me neither. Okay. Oh, I played Call of Duty four remastered. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, I did too. I got yeah. that platinum trophy, dude. That game's awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have to. <laughs> I I I have started playing Modern Warfare again. Yeah, I have to correct the timelines and actually get the uh, the Mile High Club that I thought I had. Yeah, <clears throat> Michael, please, as a as an end to this podcast, please explain what happened there because I was left baffled by that entire. Okay, time. so I am more than convinced at some point I have done the Mile High Club trophy or yeah. achievement for. Uh, uh, modern warfare. It's that that crazy, like you have to beat it in under a minute. You know, yeah, plane. Yeah, hostage um, situation. Yeah, on veteran. I was more than certain I've done that before. I I yeah, more than positive that I had. Yeah. I actually considered it one of like hardest things I'd ever done in with video games. I did Mile High Club, but at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> I I guess. That that conflicts with the other memory I have of Modern Warfare, which is that my disc is laser my disc was laser burned, Ooh. and I only had access to the first three missions in the story campaign, and I beat all of those on veteran. Nice, but <gasps> that that would mean that I couldn't have done Mile High Club. That's oh. did you go look at your achievement list? Yeah, I didn't. It's not there. That's wild. What did that feel I, like? Was that just like just? the world dropped out on you yeah it felt weird i i don't know what's going on so now i have to play through modern warfare again and actually do it that's awesome because i guess i didn't do it but i thought i did and i was i have very distinct memories of doing it that's that's beautiful to me that's like this redemption arc that is amazing and i hope you achieve what happens if like you finally get it and then like time breaks because you already did but you didn't what if you're remembering doing it now Whoa. Whoa. And that's uh yeah, that's closing time <laughs> eleven o'clock here in Tuscaloosa. We're uh oh we're in New York. Here I in Queens. Yeah. I had an awkward <laughs> Modern Warfare remastered Uh-oh. interaction at work. Cause <laughs> it's free on PlayStation Plus, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's a really sick PlayStation Plus nab. And yeah. uh so there's this one guy who came up to me. He's like, hey, did you see Modern Warfare Remastered was free on PlayStation Plus? I was like, oh, yeah, I got that uh, two years ago for getting Infinite Warfare. And I got the Platinum like on release week. And then it's really great. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then walked away. Didn't say anything <laughs> else. That's, that's pretty much the extent of every one of my conversations involving any video game I've ever gotten the Platinum trophy for. It's beautiful. Not here, Christian. We support you. It's beautiful what you do. All right. Keep on keeping on. That's I right. got my Sekiro saves backed up. Yeah. Just in case. Um. Oh, PC version good. If anybody is on the fence or whatever. Um. That's good. It's got like a cool um adaptive render thing, so it'll keep it Ooh. steady frame rate for you. Nice. Uh, but no achievements. But that's okay. But I can have Thomas the Tank Engine as my sword. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Bang. Michael, I'm kicking you out of here if you ever do that again. Jimmy Crabble! Please, I need a place to sleep, though. It's cold outside. No, no, Clarence. It's it's me. It's, uh, you know me. Don't you know me? My car's not working. <laughs> That's right. I, I ran my car into your tree there. <laughs> I did. Potter's face. Hey. <laughs> okay. Mary. Susu's Potter's. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP Bar.